right now maybe, I'm just but maybe that's supposed to be what you're getting that is supposed to be your two yeah, you know what I told them? I said, you know what? I have a toothache since 4 a.m. And I was like, today I need you not to shove your dick in my mouth. Let me control that. And uh, I'll let you know what we can do later. And so it's just in a point where I just feel like like when, I, when I'm eating, I'm trying not to eat on that side. But when I do accidentally bite down, Nigga, that shit is throbbing. But last week, I noticed like when I was sleeping, I was grinding my teeth. I'm just like, when the fuck did I start grinding my teeth in my sleep? And so I feel like from last week with me grinding my teeth randomly, I ordered mouth guards. So I've been sleeping on mouth guard for the last two nights. And with the mouth guard, you can mold it to your teeth. But I think with me clamping down, and it's, it is protecting my teeth, but at the same time, it's putting pressure on that side of my mouth. And so now I feel like my gum is like inflamed because of the pressure that I put on when I'm sleeping. No. So, no. yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I can talk. It doesn't bother me to talk, it bothers me to clamp down on it. That's gonna be an hour of talking, which means you're gonna have to open. Just I, I am. I'm not even touching, touching it right now. I'm fine. Okay. Like okay. we are, we are in the second week of January. We really stopped recording two weeks into December. They need a fucking show. That, that is true. Like, I, I did a show last night with um. Was it last night? Yeah, I did a show last night with Dunstan. That was really mm-hmm. good. I did a show the night before with uh, Drake. So it's, it's your turn. We need a fucking show. Well, look at this. Well, I, I will say this. They, they see me and they're like, all right, this thing ain't been on here in a while. I mean, I do the sports stuff. But even then, I'm like halfway enthused. I, I still have the passion for podcasting. I missed you. I missed uh, actual podcasting. But over the holidays, I'm like, yo, like, um, like, what, like, what do I podcast about again? It, it's weird when you, like, take a little bit of a break. Like, when we took the break in November, I didn't, like, do That's shows. why I never took the semester off in college. Because once you do, you lose your momentum. Yeah. And for me, it, it, I don't even want to say it's, like, an, a momentum thing. It's more so I found other ways to entertain myself. With those ways of entertaining myself are like monetizing. So, you know, the whole crypto and shit like that. So, that's been helping and it's mm-hmm. made me some money, which is a good thing. But with podcasting, I- I'm starting to see why a lot of podcasters, when they take a break, like you said, they never come back. But when they yeah. come back, they come back sparingly. Mm-hmm. I'm not that podcast. Um, the reason why is I always have something to say, but mm-hmm. that month that we took off, started listening and I realized how terrible people are you know listening to clubhouse rooms and stuff like that I was making mental notes all month I was like yo like a lot of y'all are ass and uh, um when I say a lot of y'all I'm talking about like creators because mm-hmm. a lot of people are starting to like over create when they create they aren't creating because that's like a craft that is something that they want to do they're, they're doing it because like, oh, I, I have to put out something 
and I'm like, sometimes you don't have to put out anything. Like, let the motherfuckers come to you and be like, yo, we missed your show, we missed this, stuff like that. So, in December, that's what I did with Young Black and Bother. I was like, all right, cool. Like, we're putting out content, but I was putting it out because it was like an obligation. And I was like, you know what, in 2022, I'm going to put shit out whenever the fuck I want to. Here's where shit went left. I looked back at how many fucking episodes we hadn't put out, and I was like, yo, the listens are there, the followers are there. I just had so much content that I asked people, I was like, yo, like, when would you like us to put out shows? And they were like, alright, sports says they know they, you know, we record on Monday, and then we have Young Black and Bother on Tuesday, and then they were expecting you and I to do the show on Wednesday and Saturdays, and people were telling me, it's like, oh, there's a lot of shit to consume, because if we're recording on Monday, the shit is like posted on Tuesday, Tuesday show, posted on Wednesday, Wednesday show, posted on Thursday, Saturday's posted on Monday, so, they're like, there's a lot of content on there's a lot of stuff to talk about and then I hit that wall where it's like yo like I feel like we talked so much about everything we weren't living does it, does it make sense where it's like oh like we're, we're giving people good game and we're talking to them and it's not just our show but it's like all you know you know she gets it you know young black and bothered then you got like cozy when you got uh, loud mouth all of our shows like combined we're giving a lot of content like, what, what am I missing? Like, what is something that I'm not doing right? And then, you know, tying it into what we're about to talk about, like, with Insecure. Um, when I watched the documentary about, like, Issa, and she was talking about um, the show that she did on YouTube, the reason why it was, like, I think she said it was, like, 10 minutes and stuff like that was because, like, it was kind of, like, get in, get out, get the people the information, but don't give them too much. And I was, like, 2022, I'm going to take that approach, not giving them too much, but that's just for young black and father. So when, you know, we do do the show next week, we'll talk about that. But let me address that. We still have the shows every Saturday, including today, where we'll talk about Insecure and stuff like that. And the, obviously, they'll be on all the DSPs and stuff like that. But to me, I was like, where do we go? You have well, let me, relation, uh, well, let me say, let me say this. You lose me, and I forget what I want to say. Back when you were like, um, back when I saw that, we like, we were on a roll last year mm-hmm. and we were giving mm-hmm. content and you know how I am about content if we do a show today that shit gonna be out by Wednesday right mm-hmm. but for you mm-hmm. your lifestyle is completely different from mine right mm-hmm. when I get off of here I'm worried about two kids and me that's it you have a wife you have a child and you got work stuff and you have other things that you're doing outside of loud mouth so my thing was and i feel like i give myself a break by actually having separate shows yeah what you pose you it's it's coming straight from you know um your main podcast so everybody's saying oh he has another show another show another show so i understood why you were like let me get these edited and wait to put them out but then i saw at the end of the year you were like you're tripping over yourself basically because you gotta put these as i don't want to go into new year with old shit and and that that is why yes when when people be like why do you have five shows because there's no way to put multiple shows on one podcast and have people consume mm-hmm. the, the content correctly. So maybe for you, if you want to going forward, you're going to have to separate 
shows to be its own thing so you can relax because that's why you know I might do five shows but I'd be relaxing you know what I'm saying I, I, I schedule it I post it and nobody feels like oh my god there's a new show but I'm still on this one you know what I'm saying and and I think a lot of times you were concerned about me last year because you know you already know how I go ham on shows but at the same time I don't think you understood that because they're always separate it's not I'm not tripping over stacking it's, it's kind of like if I drop one on Monday I know not to drop shit on Tuesday because I need to give them Monday and Tuesday to consume that Wednesday I, I drop one I'm not dropping shit on Thursday and so it kind of like worked for me but at the same time I was always concerned about you losing interest in listeners because of what we talked about two weeks ago you're now putting out now and now it's no longer relevant and that was that was a huge thing for me. Now, like I sat on it, I thought about it, and things like that. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting here, like just think about it now, and I'm like, oh, like we have the content, we have the shows and stuff like that, which I'm completely fine with. We, you know, Melon Matt Sports Desk, all that. My my issue now isn't the amount of content that we're doing; it's more so like me, and it's it's hard to say it, but it's like I was doing so much for the show. By myself exactly and now exactly. I, I have i have so many people and even just like with one network because you know young black and father it's like it's more so it's not just young black and father anymore it's just like a network of fucking shows which is something i've mm-hmm. always wanted so now i've actually for the first time in like three years had the ability to go and say you know what i'm taking time for me mm-hmm. and it's like been a spoil of riches for the, the tail end of that year because it, it wasn't like a burnout or nothing like that and I don't want to contradict what I said earlier, but it was like, oh, we were recording a lot, and I love recording. But a, a part of that, I'm, I don't say I'm putting the blame on stereo, but it's more so it's like, oh, like I don't know what happened. Like, I'll look at the app when we're recording, and I was like, oh, like, we had 30 or 40 people. Like, it, it engaged you. It gave mm-hmm. you a reason. But the promotion and stuff like that gives you nothing. So I was like, oh, well, fuck that. Like, you know, I'll be less enthusiastic about it. I'll do the show not out of obligation. It's more so I like talking to you and I like doing the show. Mm-hmm. But the issue is the app itself. We could do this on Zoom or fucking like a regular like podcast setup and it'd be the same conversation. My issue for me was I'm like, we still have other shows to do and we can mm-hmm. do those. It was just more so what is stereo going to do about that? And me reaching out to them for the past, what, two years? It's like, what are y'all going to do? How do you help us? And, you know, hopefully they're listening. Stereo does not deal with their creators at all. I saw one creator, like, hit, like, 20,000 followers, and they gave her a shout-out and kudos and stuff like that. I was like, yo, there's not even fucking 20,000 people on the app. So, like, at least from what I've seen. So it's, like, kind of like an eco chamber of, you know, just nothingness, and at least from what I've seen. Sports desk, like, we got people coming in. Even with our shows, we have people coming in, but people don't engage anymore because mm-hmm. outside's open again. And I had to come to that hard realization that even me, as a podcast listener, a lot of the shows that I used to listen to, that I used to fade and stuff like that, I take my time to listen to them now. When they drop on Monday or Tuesday, I used to, when that shit dropped, whatever I was listening to, that takes a break because I'm listening to this. Now it's like, mm, it can wait till Thursday. 
and then the following week comes up and I got two episodes from them I'm like oh shit and then I started realizing like, oh, like podcasting is still a thing but people also are attempting to live life so like with you when you and I talked about like the conversation you and I had it was like oh like we got to start having experiences in order to have something to talk about it wasn't that we didn't have experiences but I noticed me being kind of like redundant and telling a story that it happened like 10 15 years ago and stuff like that it, it's okay to talk about and I'm completely fine in talking about it but like I also want people to one engage and two I want to have new stories and I felt like we well, at least for me I hit a point where it's like I'm not telling any new stories I'm telling that story again mm. and it's not even remix it's just the same story so mm. for me also I had a conversation with a close friend of mine that listens to the show and they were like well great you have a co-host who's single and you are married do you ever give her advice and I said no because my experiences aren't yours mm. so they were like oh well, they, you know they're gonna chime in because of the whole insecure episode that we're doing tonight and i was like the reason why i watch shows like that because I'm, I'm pretty much tying everything into what we're going to go into like mm-hmm. when it comes to our show like it, it kind of it feels like insecure like i'm that friend who's like all right he's married you know he's had those experiences he can talk about those experiences but Issa is like the the mainstay of that show she's the star of that show I see Loudmouth as Shane being the star of that show. And the reason for that is because you have your other shows. You have real relationship with Poor. Like, I think you and I, and I know I, how I came across when I was like, oh, like, I don't want to say I didn't want to talk about relationships, but it's more so it's like me talking about relationships comes off like, oh, well, that's the married guy telling people what to do. And, and then it, I think a lot of it was because I remember we had a text conversation where he was like, mm-hmm. well, let's... You know, I'm tired of talking about relationship stuff because our show is never this is a relationship show or this is a podcasting where we talk about podcasting. It was like, let's leave the window wide open. But we caught ourselves in like a a rhythm or a wave of Mm -hmm. just relationship and we wanted to get out of it. Um, So I understood that part. But at the same time, I like the fact that your life is completely different from mine. But the difference is you do have a single co-host, but you have a single introvert, extroverted co-host who has two kids, is a single mom, and there's nobody in my life currently that I'm just like, you know what? I'm actually going to go pay a complete stranger to babysit my kids so I can go outside my house and spend time with you. So I I am a single woman, but I don't have dating stories to to share. I don't have, uh, let me tell you when I was hanging out with this guy, uh, stories to share because I'm currently not doing that. And that's why I told you like this season before she gets it, like I'm only doing one episode a week. Like, when I tell you last season, with me doing three episodes a week, I, I made, that one show made, like, over $60 in ads by itself. Mm-hmm. And that's a great thing, but at the same time, this year, my focus is efficient time. Yeah. Yep. Like, I need that one episode each week to do the same numbers those three did or more. And so that like that is my focus because I I know like girl you are going to be 35 this year. If you don't find some man 
to do life with till the casket dropped by now you're not going to do it because you you're going to get too comfortable yeah I, I can I can agree with what you're saying and I don't want to agree because you know like agree meaning like oh you know I'm here with you but I completely agree because then it sounds weird it's like I'm agreeing because I know something that you don't but, but yeah you know life experiences and then like you know it's cold outside man. <laughs> that, that shit like you, you want to be up under somebody you want somebody up in you or you want to be up in somebody and you know even like with insecure it's like watching those things getting those examples it's like you want that you, you, you want happiness you want people you know you want your person you want to find your tribe so to speak and it's hard because for the past what like almost two years like a lot of people have been in the house and me I wasn't really understanding of that when it came to like single people because it, it didn't make sense to me um, and I'll, I'll tie this into the Insecure show later because I was like okay like you're in the house and I don't know if you remember when we had the show about like being single and I said the same thing I'm about to say now about like the reason why I didn't understand was because people had every opportunity to get to know people and they had all the time in the world to do so what I didn't take into account is that's a lot of people to get to know. Like, the, the, the Twitters, the black people meets, the, you know, OnlyFans, even at that level. Like, getting to know a new person is one thing, but when you have to filter different people, that's even worse. Like, it, it, it's completely different. So, now I'm hoping that when we, like, do our shows and stuff like that, I don't want to say, like, when it comes to the real relationship before that you have with Dungeon, I listen to those shows and like you guys talk about relationships so great. It's like mm-hmm. I, I I can't apply myself to that because I don't fit that. So that's a lane that you guys have and makes more sense to me. So mm-hmm. when it comes to like me, I can give like my advice and I can give like what I think about things, but mine is always going to feel and sound dated because it's always going to be prefaced in the past tense. So when you know we talk we'll obviously talk about dating and relationships and stuff like that but I, I want to actually learn a little bit more a lot of the stuff that I've heard and I've seen from people who even like listen to the show I don't know if you remember like our one female listener who decided that she um like she was going through a lot of man trouble in 2021 she was like oh I, you know, I can't find a guy to ride for me and blah 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 like she ended up dating a guy she's pregnant now like hopefully I'm not spilling the beans but yeah that's pretty much mm. it so she, she ended up pregnant by that guy and she hasn't told the entire world yet but you know it, it's bound to happen when she tells everybody and she's happy and that's it, it takes people some time to figure out happiness so I don't know if you want to like take that and apply that to Insecure so if you want to, we can actually kind of start the show because, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. we have a couple people. We got Todd, we have, what is this, King Nicole Lynn. Shout out to you guys for listening live on stereo. Shane usually introduces the show, and then we're going to get straight into the shit. What's up, y'all? This is Live on Stereo. My name is Shan from CBSF Podcast. That is Greg from Young Black and Bothered. And uh, this is a podcast where we collab and we talk about different topics. Tonight's topic is Insecure is Over, Now What? So, about Insecure, did you like the ending, or were you like, nah, that's not it? Um, truthfully, I thought it was ass. Um, I <laughs> felt like they wasted nine episodes. Uh, for it to be the end of a show, it, it felt like the pandemic happened, and they had no clue where they wanted to go in that. 
and people were trying to like save it. They're like, oh yeah, well, Issa knew what she was doing. I was like, absolutely not. Like if you if you probably talked to Issa and you had to like pour like some truth serum like in her veins and she had to tell you the truth, she'd be like, I have no fucking clue how I'm gonna wrap this up in ten episodes. And the reason why it showed. Um, we, we we jumped through hoops so much for those first what uh, seven or eight episodes, and we're trying to figure. It's like you could telegraph the stuff that was going to happen. Like all the the same coworker that she she fucking hated like a season or two ago, all of a sudden like he's being nice, he's understanding of her. Like he's like what? Like that, that shit was weird. Then it's, it's like the reality of how that relationship would have went is not true. Yeah, and for me it was like, and I, I get it because we have white TV shows who do the same shit like Sex in the City and stuff like that where they take you know, not just women, but, like, people and their lifestyles and try to make them sound or look perfect, and then they, like, they put it into a bow and it's presented in such a perfect way at the end. The issue for me is, you had 10 episodes to figure it out, and you try to wrap it up in a 26-minute episode. Like, the fact that we had so many, like, time jumps, that already pissed me off to end the show, but to start at episode one with Insecure, like season one episode one knowing what we know going through what we've been through and how they paced that show like we had to have character development we had to understand these people and why they like tick why they do the things that they do and then all of a sudden we get to this final season and it's like all of a sudden it's like everybody's together everybody's happy but nobody knows what the fuck they want and then she goes and says at the last episode i, I wish i could just like go you know to the good part why the fuck didn't we do that three seasons ago? Why didn't we do that episode one of the season? Because I didn't give a fuck about anything that happened in the first five episodes of the season. I felt like the whole going to the high, the college reunion and shit, like, why? Sure, but it, it just felt like it, it didn't need to happen. I would have loved them starting episode one of this season. What was it, season five or season six? I can't remember. But either way, I, I would rather episode one they did the whole thing where she actually she meets the guy again that she was dating what's, what's the uh light skinned dude name I forgot what the dude god damn that's how much I'm trying to forget the show but anyway the guy yeah she, she you know she gets back with Nathan or whatever and they have that episode the episode where she gets back with him and they kiss they admit that they like each other that could be episode one episode two could be the whole situation where you know the whole trying to figure out if he loves you and stuff like that because at this point homeboy um daniel is gone you have um lawrence he's already with the baby mom you can honestly have meshed those two in the first episode episode two is the whole one where Issa is trying to figure out you know she's at the hospital and she sees lawrence and condola after you see them you're asking if you know the dude loves you in bed and stuff like that that's episode two episode three she goes and goes to the barbecue or whatever the cookout and she figures out that lawrence wants to tell her something and then she does the whole thing the same episode i wish i could flash for because i did not need nathan for fucking six episodes i I felt like it was a useless character i felt like you you kind of abused that relationship to kind of push forward this lawrence thing and you wrapped up lawrence in like two episodes but we dealt with nathan for fucking four why did we deal with him for four or five episodes when you as already if, knew for a fact? As if he was important, ended up not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
like I'm like oh y'all, y'all talking about moving in together, starting a relationship, and to me like I, I know this sounds really fucked up, but Nathan just seemed like a fucking dick. Like even the episode where he met with his friend that he used to live with, he was saying, oh well you know why just kick me out? And it's like oh you know she didn't kick you out, I kicked you out because you're coming in and out, blah 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 blah. Like that mattered, but you didn't even go into that because to me them going into that would have that would have made more sense in the scope of him asking Issa to move in together because then it makes it look like well I ain't got no fucking place to go so you and I can move in together that yeah. made sense to me also they never touched on the whole we're going to the bar you know dude works in the barbershop the barbers apparently don't like this dude and he wants to fight the dude in the barbershop it's like well this is just happening like why in the fuck is this there's no context behind it. We never knew these motherfuckers before. It's just like you're just showing people, showcasing them for an episode for something that didn't matter at that moment. And they never brought it back up again. We never saw him at the barbershop again. We never understood why do they not like him. And we understand, like, he, um, what, what is that? What's the term for his, his uh, I don't want to say the illness, but the disabilities that he has, where, God, I, damn, I'm, I might have the shit, to be completely honest, especially. But illness he had, yeah. but I think I think Issa was trying to tackle too many perspectives for one show, and so by default it was rushed because she's trying to tap mm-hmm. on any. Because what I feel like what she should have did this last season is find a way, especially the fact that she was dealing with people and music and events. So you mean to tell me this whole time you didn't come across Daniel? Yep. Like make it make sense. Yeah, I honestly think he didn't want to come back to the show. And when I say he didn't want to come back, they probably couldn't find a spot for him. That's why they brought the dude who literally is like a stunt double for him. Yeah. The dude who was, um, like, the guy who did the concert, he, like, completely went off script. And Issa thought that it was going to be cringeworthy, and the guy that she worked with actually liked it. Why did we never bring that up again? <laughs> why did they never work with each other again? I'm sitting like, y'all, like, these are important parts of the show that you completely, like, poo-poo because, like, you felt like you had to move, like, on with the show, and you never moved on with the show. We, we literally saw, like, at that last season, I'm sorry, the last episode of the season, we went from her mom living to her mom dying in, like, three minutes. And I was like, yo, I, I don't know. I can't have an emotion about that shit because it happened so quick. We went from being in the hospital she was okay she was getting better then you see her at the house she's completely fine and then she's dead and then after she's dead you're celebrating your wedding after you're celebrating your wedding Issa's like a fucking like stepmom condola's nowhere in the fucking picture and I was like oh you have to start talking about these things in the show in order for them to matter and there were certain things like one liners that they mentioned that they could have made the season so much better if they just cut out the movie. they had some good gems in there but you know what I really didn't appreciate? I didn't appreciate how the first episode they made us feel like, oh, we're going to get into the background of Kelly. Yep. Like, with the podcasting shit, and then nothing mm-hmm. happened. Like, nothing. y'all basically disrespected y'all friends. She felt the way, and the next episode, nobody sh- had a light on, did she have a discussion with Issa? Did she talk about, you know, what she really wants to do outside of her work and always being the funny friend? No, but you missed a whole window that she could have hit. I just, with the show, not only do I, like, 
I was happy at the show overall, but I treat it like with like you know with white gloves. Like I, I appreciate what they tried to do mm-hmm. and how they try to appease everybody. And everybody's like, oh, we want to see Issa and Lawrence back together. That's a fucking lie. <laughs> Nobody wanted to see them back together. I don't care who. Anybody who tells you that that's the truth is a liar. They are a liar. I'm Lawrence Hyde, but I know for a fact a dirtbag when I see one. Like, you know for a fact that he was a bad guy because he was trying to do to Issa what Issa did to him. And then when he found out that Issa was happy, all of a sudden it's, oh, I need you back. I want you back. And it's like, Get, get into why he's doing the things that he's doing. You, you completely just, you know, poofed him. He was gone for a while. Then when he comes back, all of a sudden he wants her back. Now he's talking about being a co-parent. Bro, you left because Issa broke up with you again. Told you that this wasn't going to work because you had a kid on her and shit like that. But it's like, why didn't y'all have the conversation? Like, the reason why I did the things I did was because you did the things you did. If, if they would approach the show like that, because we all saw and witnessed it, and I don't want to say this to anybody who's going to think it's disrespectful, Issa wasn't shit, and he wasn't shit. So you got two people now at the end of the show who ain't shit, but they ain't shit together. And it's like, if that's how y'all want to close the show, cool. Because everybody's like, well, Issa deserves to be happy because Molly was happy. Do we forget that, like, she was fucking her, uh, you know, her neighbor in her building? Do we also forget that like, she was fucking for a place to stay? And what's the name? Do we also remember that she cheated on Lawrence first? Like, there's certain things, and I'm not trying to, like, bag on Ethan, because, trust me, I'm going to get into Lawrence's ass in a second, but it's like, bro, like, these are things they didn't try to bring up, because, like, Issa had her down, you know, her down moments, she came up for a little bit, and then she was back down again, and then Molly, all of them had their ups and downs, but now all of a sudden, like, everything's You gotta remember with every um every network now they are into shorter seasons hour shows right yeah only so much that that people can focus on a lot in creatives when you do it like that because i remember when there was like first season would be like 14 episodes like look at look at um fucking Grey's Anatomy Shonda has a bomb ass deal with ABC for that bullshit because she be having 17 episodes in each season if if Issa could do that and she had the budget to do that I feel like we would get more of each character but because she didn't and she was limited things got overlooked and that's what happened because the reality is this re- this show had so many different relationships that could have mirrored real life shit that people deal with and be a teaching yeah. tool but because there are, there's only so many minutes of time for each episode the reality of her being able to do that and carry that weight is impossible so it's kind of like somebody's going to get missed yeah. but it does give an opportunity for somebody else to create a show that does not need those areas I, I think, and I know this is going to sound absolutely ridiculous, but HBO has a habit of like taking a show that ended on its own terms and attempting to bring it back for a movie, and the movie is ass. There's going to be an insecure movie in the next three to five years that nobody asked for, 
people gonna want more closure. And I, I know I, I know it sounds stupid, but think about think about Sex and the City. Think about Entourage. Like even they brought back Sopranos for like you know. Know who they're doing that to? And I'm not gonna be mad if you do because I want to watch it. Ray Donovan. I don't know if you watched that, but they making oh, a. I, I love. I, I'm a little bit biased because I really like Ray Donovan. Yes. But I also know for a fact that, that that show has a reason to continue. Insecure has absolutely no fucking reason to get a movie. <laughs> and I, I'm tr- I'm trying not to hate it because the more I talk about it, the less I actually like the show. But with like Ray Donovan comparing to you know Insecure, it's like the character development was there. The storyline was there, and they had enough time to get things done in the amount of time they did. Insecure also had the same amount of time. Issa was, you know, when they opted for 30-minute shows, 26-minute shows, whatever you want to call it, they did that. HBO, I can almost guarantee, probably said, you know what, y'all should make these hour shows. And Issa was like, no, less is more. And I'm not trying to, like, knock on Issa, but it's like, she probably thought less is more. Let's get in and get out, which, that's cool if you're going to get in and get out and tell a good story which she had done in previous years but your final season you're going to have to up that and the reason why you're going to have to up that is because right now there are a lot of characters that you didn't spend enough time with them in previous seasons because it was all about Issa and Molly and those main characters so that final season the characters that we started to grow to love you know like um, like Kelly and uh, Amanda Seals character and stuff like that I'm I want to know about this shit. Like, I'm making speculations of, like, is that, is that his baby? Is, like, is that oh, what he yeah, moved to? They completely like, bypassed that. Yeah, and it, it's certain things about y'all, like, we want closure, but we also don't want it in a movie five years from now. We don't give a fuck. Like, I'm, t- I'm not going to care. Like, I don't want to see Issa and Lauren Packy. I know that sounds fucked up to say, but it's like, bro, like, they tried it three times, and it didn't work three times. They didn't mention Condola and the co-parenting and stuff like that, because you know, like, if you mentioned that, even though they said it in the episode after they were at the hospital, when he was like, oh, you know, we co-parent well, she was like, yeah, you're a good co-parent, you're a good dad, blah, 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 and they, like, you know, hugged or whatever. It's like, okay, I, I get that portion of it, but to completely, like, have Condola walk out after she talked to Issa, she walked, you know, she talked to Issa in the kitchen or whatever, and she walked out, and that's the last time we hear from her, and then when we do hear from her, it's that, and immediately after, he goes and confesses his love for her, like, bro, you waited until your baby mom left the party, to all of a sudden say, oh, I, I got feelings for you, still. you don't have feelings for her. every dude has told a woman, like, yo, I still have feelings for you, knowing that they don't, they just don't want them happy elsewhere, I've mm. done it, mm. And, and, and that's that's what that show is about. And I, I I know it sounds bad to hear a guy say this shit, but it's the truth. Lawrence only wanted Issa because he saw that she was starting a situation with somebody else. And him, he had no other options. Condola and him had that conversation about co-parenting. It was never about a relationship with them. Even when they were dating, he was always like, I'm on a rebound. Because remember, she only started fucking with him because he was a rebound. And he was lonely because he couldn't get Issa back. So he stuck it out with her. He fucked her. Mind you, fucked her, cheated with like multiple women. Did didn't he like even like catch herpes on the show and some shit like that? Yeah. He caught like an STD. He, he caught a fucking STD on the show. Then went back and fucked with Issa. So I'm sitting. I'm like, what? Is nobody gonna mention this shit? There was a whole <laughs> thing on the show about wearing protection. I was like, yo, he, he, how are you telling me like 
y'all are talking about protection with him, um, with Issa and I forgot who it was, but this man caught herpes and then he went and fucked with Issa and we know for a fact they fucked raw on the couch. You know it. So I'm sitting there, I'm like, oh, I, I, certain things just, it's not mapping to me. It just do not make sense. So this last season, for them to go and bullshit through four to five episodes and we're sitting there like, yo, like, I don't give a fuck about Molly right now. No. One episode, she got long hair. The next show, she had like a fucking, uh, a, uh, epiphany moment and she, she ain't got no hair now. I'm like, oh, all right, cool. Like, I, I get this. Like, she, she, she doing her thing, but she also is kind of like exiting the role. So you got to like write that into the script. Cool. But then to be like, you know who she fell in love with? The fucking co-worker who's honestly been trying to one-up her the entire time she's been at this fucking firm. What? But that's what men do, though. Men be really hating on because they want to talk to you. It's kind of like elementary shit. That, that's the fucked up part about it. Because there were certain things, even in this season, I was like, yo, like, make this shit make sense. When Molly went and she, she got drunk with everybody else, like, apparently they so people recording her and his watch just ends up in her room and the, the logical explanation is oh well she took his watch and was twerking and her had you know giving him the watch back all of a sudden made him attentive to the fact that you know what she's actually kind of attractive and then when she talked about her mom all of a sudden he's like oh well i, I got feelings for you what that is definitely that is some like sex in the city that that mr big and carrie shit like oh make that shit make sense to me <laughs> then when uh when when Dro came back, I'm like nobody need this big tooth ass nigga here. Like why is he back? Like what, what are we doing, man? Like I, I need them to fix it. But that the Lawrence and Ita thing, I get it. Everybody wanted to see them back together again, but I can guarantee nobody wanted to see them together under that circumstance. And having him go and almost fight the current dude, and then the next episode, knowing for a fact that they that guy had like you know a disability to go and have him in the situation and then she goes into her house oh i wish i could fast forward to the good part what wasn't good about her situation before then it sounds like make america great again yo no really answer me that question what was bad about her situation before she said to get to the good part if somebody can honestly answer me that question i paid twenty dollars I'm, just, I'm thinking about it, coming from where she was the entire show, where she was always trying to figure things out, where she was at at that point in her life was fucking fantastic. She was, you know, working with record labels, you know, she was getting, you know, promotions, she had the whole, like, the events, everything is going good, you know, people are recognizing her on Twitter and, you know, social media and stuff like that. Her relationship with Molly was good, her relationship with her family was good, her, um, relationship with even uh Lawrence but it took her getting a phone call you know a missed phone call from Lawrence to all of a sudden you know I just want to get to the good part and the good part is being with Lawrence and mind you when she got with Lawrence all of a sudden she's driving the bins she going and you know she she wearing white suits like Olivia from fucking uh what's the show come on ABC another thing I think I think she made a decision to focus off of the, the insight of the already characters and let's add faces that is going mm-hmm. to grab viewers. So she grabbed yeah. she Cody 
which had everybody being like, oh my God, I'm watching next season because he's going to be on there. He's cute. Blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and then where she lost me in the last season was when she was having dreams moving forward mm-hmm. with different people and how shit would be. So then by the time the reality set in, can we really have a a a breakdown as to how the the separation was between Lawrence and his baby mother because we know in reality that shit is nasty. Yeah. Can I just say like as somebody who I, I'm with my my kids' mom married and stuff like that, but in every scenario of that situation, that shit don't work like that. And right. I'm only talking as an observant. It, it don't work the way that the show try to they try to portray it like everybody gets along. It's like yeah, sometimes everybody, everybody ain't gotta get along. And not only were they getting along, no, like Shane, they're getting along. They're going to each other's events and shit. Like I'm like, you realize like Condola kind of like stole him from you. Being like and then that's how that worked. And. She know about you with me. He's been talking about you to her, and even though the show said something different, they were like, "Oh, you know, I guess since they still work with the same people, she found out Issa's information." Like, yo, she's she's still checking for you. Why she's still checking for you? That that question went unanswered. But when it came to that co-parenting thing, I was like, like y'all are really portraying this co-parent thing. Like, hey, it's it's okay. We're gonna go to events with the people that you you used to date and the people that you used to sleep with and stuff like that and hey it's okay that y'all can be in private rooms talking to each other and stuff like that but in that moment where she left the party and we never saw her again for the rest of the show and all of a sudden he's confessing his love Nick, how the fuck do you confess your love for somebody you used to date and you with the person that you had a kid on them with something about that rubbed me to run I, I need a woman to please, like answer that question for me something about that does not it don't sit right for me that that one it rubbed me so wrong. I was like, oh, imagine like Shane. I'll, I'll use you as an example. Shane, you are going to an event with a guy that you're you're dating, you have a kid with, or stuff like that, right? You say, you know what? I gotta get, I have to get the baby home. I'm gonna put her in bed. You know, you can have fun. First and foremost, all that I'm leaving and you saying that don't happen. Get get that the fuck out of here. Get that when I'm leaving, you fucking. Especially if I know the, the woman that used to fucking date for fucking seven years. Is still here, and every time you get around her, you clam up. Oh no, you coming to fuck with me? When I go home, you going home? Ain't none of that you sticking around here, nah. So she goes and leaves the party, and the moment they go leave the party, what do you do? You go confess your love. You trying to tell me nobody told Condola, who apparently is friends with them too? Oh well, yeah. This man started a conflict at the party the moment you left. Like five minutes after you pulled out the driveway, he talking about he loved Issa. He trying to fight her boy, current boyfriend, and all this other stuff. It's it's my business. We having a private conversation and shit like that. Okay, cool. Because y'all just co-parents, right? Anybody who will tell you that, at least from what I know, if y'all are co-parenting, y'all can co-parent, but don't play in my fucking face. Right. Please that now. Like I would love to hear your perspective about that. I just feel that's my stance right there. Y'all can co-parent, y'all can be together, stuff like that. But when I leave somewhere and you playing like on my name and on our relationship, regardless of what that is, no, there's none of that. Okay. Um, my thing with that is I think Lawrence because he didn't have a relationship really with her, and they were just 
separate since she gave him the brush off when she told him she was pregnant. I think he was thinking if I if I want you know to be a part of my son's life enough, and I mean I fucked her once before. This can't be that hard. We can be something. And once he saw that there was actually no chemistry there, even though they had a son together, I think that's when he said in for him that nigga, you're going to forever be the man who coulda, woulda, shoulda with a woman you really cared about and who cared about you but now you just the baby daddy to the woman that you skeeted in accidentally. So I think that's what started the pressure for him to be team, get Issa back and then when his friend said something that's when he was like well fuck what everybody else thinks, I'ma just try to get her back I'm gonna try to be honest I'm gonna try to be direct all the things that she was asking for you to do before the shit show um so my thing with Issa and Lawrence is the reality is women that are really hurt by the one that they really love and they they end up having a baby they don't accept the fact that they have a baby that fast and if there's supposed to be a movie in the future, I think that will be the time to be like, oh shit, they ended together. That would have been way more realistic. Yeah. Like, give the show time or leave it open ended. That way, you know for a fact, like, people are going to interpret, to, you know, interpret that shit for years. You know, it could have been two, three, four years, but guess what? When we get back to this, that's when we have an hour and a half to chop it up and get all that information out the way. You have. You know, finding out that uh, Kelly pregnant, you can get into that instead of us trying to figure out, wait, Kelly pregnant? But when we're figuring it out, it's like five minutes before the fucking show about to end, so we still got questions. So now we still gotta wait for the movie. Hopefully, when that comes out, you got, like you said, the Issa and Lawrence situation. We gotta figure out what, what the fuck is going on with Nathan. Like, yeah, like, how many times have you, I wanna say that you've broken up with somebody where you, you wanted to end the shit, and then it just all of a sudden ends? And then all of a sudden you flash forward and the person you with like a step parent. And you know, he's engaged and shit. I'm like, I'm like, even with y'all being engaged, we didn't get an answer to anything. All of a sudden, you know, the kids in y'all house, you know, you a stepmom, he's saying, Hey Issa, but like what the fuck? How did we get here? We we were literally just we were at the hospital at the beginning of the episode. We went from a hospital to people being married, being pregnant, people moving to Denver and shit. Like, none of this shit, it made sense to anybody but Issa and the team who were shooting that show. Yeah. They wanted to wrap it up in a bow, but for 10 episodes, four of them made sense. Four of them made sense, six of them didn't need to happen. And I'm trying to figure out why in the fuck a lot of the shit that happened on that show, I get it, pandemic, you have to try to film something to carry 30 minutes. A lot of that shit didn't make sense to me. It didn't matter. So, <sighs> I know we got voicemails, and I probably pissed somebody off. So, I think you pissed anybody off. Hold on. <laughs> I definitely agree with you on the aspect that I didn't expect Issa to end up with Lawrence. I don't think that Lawrence deserved a second chance. I don't believe in backtracking with men, so that would have never happened for me. 
Um, but make a note of that. Backtracking. That is a podcast episode. I, I know I, what I said earlier in the show about you know relationship conversations. Backtracking. It has to be a show. It has to be a fucking show. So add in the shows and groups. I don't believe in that um, because old feelings never die. So as much as you want to be like, oh, we're mature, we moved on, we had some dirt. I'm going to just say this, to be honest. As a woman, once I give you 110% trust and there was no reason for you to disrespect it and you disrespect it, I will never, ever give you 110% trust. If you're looking for La Mouse Stereo merch, you can find it on the La Mouse Stereo shop with Teespring. Just put it in your Googles, all right? We appreciate y'all for checking out the show. Welcome to season two. Come back. Just know everything that I do with you and every effort that I give you is subpar to what I can actually do because... My uh, thought process of you is now a scab. So therefore, I'm not going to do dumb shit and try to get another uh, fracture or bruise again because I'm doing dumb shit for you and, and you already show me an example of that. You, fuck, you will fuck that up. So um, the quality, if you do come back, is going to be not what you used to. So what's the point? Um, this is a song I'm gonna sing. Uh, with How did we get here? Oh, she's about to sing a song. Okay. All right. Well, shout out to you. To Issa Rae situation, and you know the song. Okay. Sleeping all day. Teeth and rolling, big D, oh yes, about to lose it. Party's on fire, who oh, love me long till you get tired? To okay. Okay, she was gonna say, fuck that, I'm gonna sing my shit. I hear you, sweetie. Listen. You're doing amazing. Yeah, Great. Just... But, wrong yeah. <laughs> Like, yeah. But, yeah. Um, we um, yeah, backtracking is not it for me, but it is for some other people. And I'm not going to sit here and be like, it'll never work. It works for some people. You just gotta know. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I just, watching that show, it kind of discouraged me a little bit because I'm, let me try to like give me a second to think about like how I say this without being disrespectful. That's if that's the interpretation that that's how women react to the relationships they have with men. I can absolutely see why men do the shit they do. Mm. I I know I know that sounds really fucked up to say, but it's the absolute truth. If men know for a fact that regardless of whoever you're with at the current time, you still love them, and you will literally leave or you'll drop them or want to get back with them with the whole idea of I want to get to the good part and you with that person like that's why they do the shit they do that's why Lawrence 
continuously did the things he did. That's why Issa continues. This man caught herpes and still said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to end back with you. He went and waited until his baby mom left the party to talk to her. Confess his love. After he confessed his love, then it's like, oh, guess what? Um, I know I'm going to end up with her because she want me. Well, why the fuck she want you? Didn't you move to fuck? He moved to where? He moved to like another part of California, some shit. Moved all the way to another part of the city. Hours away, with the baby mom. Now I'm thinking, okay, if you move with the baby mom, clearly you with the baby mom. Oh no, they're just co-parenting. Here's the thing: you can co-parent, and that motherfucker can live two or three hours away. They can live a state away, cities away. They can come around when they fucking want to come around. But you moved with the intention of making things right with her, because that's what, that's who you wanted when Issa didn't want you. Cause she broke up with your ass at the was it episode one broke up with you episode one you decided to move with your baby mom but you couldn't get over Issa right why couldn't you say that shit but the thing mm. is you only want Issa because you can't have her you want Issa because you went and nutted in somebody else had a kid with that person how the kid feel like how do you explain that oh, like maybe I'm thinking about it a little bit too deep but for me watching that show I got less, like, clarity and less closure by finishing out the season. Like, the more episodes I've watched, the more confused I got. Because it's like, like, y'all are telling me shit that doesn't matter. And every episode from until, like, episode six, I was like, yo, we're, we're watching this shit and the community, like, hashtag Insecure HBO, everybody kept saying, this is bad. This is terrible. Mm-hmm. So when we got down to like episode eight, people were like, yo, I hope y'all like y'all realize you got like two episodes left. And the fact that the show told you it was like, oh, we got two episodes left. Like, how the fuck are you gonna wrap this up in yeah. ten episodes? Like, we, we gotta find out about uh, Molly's mom. Like, you know, we gotta find out about he's like he's just telling her he love her. And he he want to move in. I think because of of how many characters were involved and how in depth she already went she could no longer continue going in depth with two episodes left so I think by default she had to go the imagination route the dream route the okay this is what really happened at the end this is how we end up sorry don't have enough time to explain it to you how it happened but this is what you get I think she bit off more than she could chew the first two seasons and then the last couple of seasons she was trying to make shit fit and it wasn't yeah I, I felt like she I'm, I'm agreeing I felt like she phoned it home a little bit and I, I hate the shit on the show because I know for a fact the show had good it's not it's not shitting show. on it it's not shitting on it it's giving feedback but yeah. we're not saying Issa you know she emailed us Issa said we, she, we need, she needs our feedback she didn't say that but to this is my thing again with black creators too and this is why we need more black creators on television and shows is because of this we deserve to see us on shows outside of reality tv and and rap videos or music videos because those are no more but at the same time all of the little slots that we get to see us on TV we expect so much because every other culture has so many other options of how they can be represented on TV so when we have one creator 
that makes it or another creator Tyler Perry gets his backlash about too we put so much on them that they need to provide us and the reality is they won't be able to because they can only do so much and they're just starting out and they got to make sure they can pay everybody they got to make sure people don't say shit about them as uh produce on the show that they weren't fair that this person got more pay than me blah 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 blah, blah. and there's no way you're gonna please everybody and i will always give Issa credit from being on fucking youtube and i watched some youtube shorts shows to getting where she got and i will always give her credit for staying original and telling people no that wanted to change what the show was going to be um and i will always give her credit for putting so many uh creatives on and people's music in her shows when she didn't have to yep I fully agree. I don't even have a butt. Like, everything you said, I stand on that shit, too. Um, wh- whenever the movie comes out, I'm, I'm probably... I'm, I'm good on the movie. I'll, I'll say I'll, I'm good on the movie. Um, how, how y'all left it is how I'd rather, like, leave it that way. Because from, from what I do know is whenever shows take a break and attempt to come back, and it can be black or white, Whenever they try to come back after a, a long hiatus to try to do a reunion, it, it, it don't hit the same. Something about it is missing. Either a character's not there anymore, or don't want to resign, or like the, the plot that you left us with, we've accepted and we don't want to open that wound again. And mm. I feel like Insecure, if, if that's how they wanted to close it, leave it closed. Don't do a movie. Move on to something different. Give people that you gave the opportunity to be on that show to go and venture out with other things because. How y'all left it is how I'm leaving it. The last thing I want to see in 2025 is, oh, we finally getting an insecure movie. Why? Because <laughs> here's the thing: at that point, five years from now, because I want to think that was about the same time that like the Sex and the City and the Entourage movies were five years after their like final season. Like we don't give mm-hmm. a fuck. Like at that point, we probably seen them in a Marvel movie or some shit like that. Like, no, I, I, I don't care. And I, I just, I, I'm, I'm trying to say this without being like absolutely disrespectful. Like, Issa's like movie, like, like standing, like movies she's been in weren't already that great. So, her as a producer, I'm expecting too much too soon. And a lot of those people that she's going to attempt to bring into this film, even though I'm sure it'll be great to see them again, we also don't need to see them. So however she left the show like trust me I don't want to see Lawrence again I don't want to find out who Kelly's baby daddy is I, I, okay. I don't care um, oh, what'd you say? can we talk about how Lawrence thought it was a great idea to create a video talking about if he put a wig on all of the male characters from Insecure and he was drunk and certain amount of drinks in that he would probably wait he said this? He made a video about it and deleted it, but you know how the internet do. Somebody say that video and posted it back up. He basically was like, he basically had all of the shot heads, pictures of the male characters, and he put wigs on them. And he said, um, he was saying how many drinks with wigs put on the male characters that it would probably take for him to fuck them. Okay. So, 
that, that furthers my stance about never wanting to see. And I told my friends that I sent it to, I said, in what world does a straight male think this is a funny thing to do with people that they have worked with? Mm-hmm. And then claim that he's straight. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm definitely pro-LGBTQ, but I will say this, and I only say it one time, some shit you just don't do. As a, as a, you know, uh, heterosexual male, I'm not going out of my way to say if I put a wig on A, B, C, and D. That, and when I say that, I'm talking like in the phrasing of like, you know, like alphabetizing like people, like you know, person A, person B. Right. No, absolutely not. So to me, damn, that made it worse. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I don't know how to close the show after that. That that's that's a little bit much. Um, that's information that I honestly could have went to bed not knowing. I'm sorry, I, like, I just wanted to not. I didn't want to bring that up anytime later. Be like, oh yeah, I saw that and I didn't say it. But yeah, because I saw that a couple of days ago, I was like, yo, these new males out here is why I'm still going to ask for men's dads instead of trying to date them because they're a little sketchy for me. Yo, like, I, okay. Without being too disrespectful about this, because I, I don't know how this going to shake out in like four years, right? I understand we're all, we're all about inclusivity and we're all about like bridging the gaps and stuff like that. But if you are who you are and you're going to stand on what you're going to stand on, you're going to be who you're going to be, don't trivialize something that you know for a fact you're not going to do or something that you honestly are going to go and delete because you either out yourself or you don't feel that way because you're sober or you're of sound mind. Saying the equivalent of if that if that man had on a wig, it would take X amount of drinks to sleep with them. Yes. What, what, what I have learned from you know my friends that are gay, they're like, you know what, like, every, you know, like they hate the fact that straight men think like they want to fuck them, which I'm like, you know what absolutely makes sense the fact that Lawrence of all people said this if I'm your co-star I'm like bro you what and what's so crazy is most of them are in relationships most of them Mm -hmm. I mean Nathan just has a brand new baby I'm just like sir did Mm -hmm. they did they say please yes do this about me Mm -hmm. did someone pressure you to do this post no you purposely did this stupid shit on your own but like who, who who sits down and says you know what all the women that were on the show me being a straight male yeah I'm pretty sure I'm attracted to them I guess he was like nah like nah I ain't gonna do that I'm gonna pick the, the, the men in that which it's even more ironic because you went and deleted the post so now you got people speculating on did you mean what you said you know did you mean what you say or what you say you know like, what, what was you know what too <laughs> on video the guy that plays Lawrence I don't know his real name he was crying when he left the set when he said bye to everybody so a lot of those actors if they don't if they don't find other work they're going to be forgotten about and I feel like the pressure is on so they're going to be doing this shit to be relevant yep well, here's the thing that's their uh, a lot of them I've seen get movie roles and acting gigs and stuff like that and they've done good the guy who plays Daniel he's been in a lot of fucking shit um 
uh, Amanda Seals. Um, I'm personally not a fan of hers, but she finds a way to stay relevant. Um, Molly, uh, she's, I'm sorry, not Molly, I forgot what her actual name is in real life, uh, but she's stayed relevant. She, I think she had like a comedy special, which was really good. She's also like, you know, certain things about her that I've learned made me appreciate her outside of the acting aspect like just learning that you know that entire show even though like she portrayed someone who was like very open about her sexuality and stuff like that she's a virgin in real life never knew that i was like yo like you know i had my preconceived notions but it's like yo like you know men obviously are sexualizing her because of what we see on the show not realizing that hey she's actual virgin in real life something you never would have thought about so seeing these things on that show it made me appreciate that stuff but shit like you just told me with the whole Lauren situation I don't appreciate nope Mm-mm. That, that's why that's that movie. If, if that's a movie make it go straight to HBO Max nobody needs to go to the theater and see that and that's no disrespect to East I understand all those black creatives and all those black actors and actresses they deserve to go and get the bag why go get the bag on a spinoff show I would love to see a spinoff show with Kelly where she could play that same role but she living her life that show no longer needs Easter like how Sex in the City no longer needs Carrie and Mr. Big that show can go on without them too mm. I feel like we can we can be insecure and it can be the Kelly story or the story about uh, Amanda Seals character in Denver we can even talk about Molly now that she's you know she's put together she's married and stuff like that we got that I just the Lawrence Easter thing it, it's run its course and we've got to the point it's like uh like Kelly and Zach were saved by the bell. Like you wanted them together for so long, but every time they get they get together, you're like, yo, like you hate that couple. Like, why the fuck are they together? Like we, we want it, but then when they, they get together, like, no, we actually don't want that shit. That's how I felt about Lawrence Easter that entire fucking season. Like, yo, but then it pissed me off. Yo, you wait until she went to go take out the trash to say, yo, like, tell me you love me back. Like, what? Tell me? What? Is this Drew Hill? Like, tell me what you want? <laughs> no. So, nah, they, they can keep that, man. So, I, I guess in closing for me, um, if I had to rate this show for like a one to five, it, the show overall, it gets like a four from all the things I've learned, all the music I've learned, and how good the show's potential actually it met it. But that final season, if I had to rate it from a one to a five, that shit is getting a solid two. It, it, it was that bad it it didn't need to happen and if it did happen they could have done a whole lot better with the 10 episodes they were a lot so two out of five for me what about you two out of five okay what would i get this show being that it's a whole bunch of bs on tv um and someone had an original thought and came with something original I'm going to give her a 4.5. Because I feel this. I give her a 4.5. Because I give. I feel the same way about. I don't know if you saw this. But Selling Tampa. Mm -hmm. Is basically. Six. um, Predominantly black women. One of them is. I think like Puerto Rican or something. And they are actual realtors in Florida and Tampa. And they all, it looked like they all subscribe to the standard of 
you must look like this in order to be successful, right? Mm-hmm. But we all know all realtors that actually sell million dollar homes don't all look slim, uh, high booty, straight hair, long hair, lots of makeup, um, boobs in your face, and I'm going to sell a house because I look cute and the person is going to give in to me and that's how I'm going to sell a house. There are beautiful women of different cultures who are short, a little bit thicker, um, who can sell homes. But to me, because it's the first cast that are women and they're predominantly black, I feel like they're checking off society lists of what you need to look yeah. like in order to be professional and uh, successful. And it's it's a pro and a con because thank God, yes, finally a show where women aren't buying drinks, looking cute and throwing drinks in their face and that's the show. You're actually making money. You're actually a predominant uh, women business actually on here doing work. And y'all have lives outside of here, but it's really focused on y'all selling. I like that. But at the same time, it's perpetuating that you have to look like the status quo of this in order to have nice things or deserve nice things or be successful and that's the bullshit when it comes to like I said predominantly black creatives that get a little foot in the door to create shows or movies or tell us a a different perspective a lot of pressure gets put on them to show all aspects of it and the reality is they can't Right, exactly. there's not a there's not an, enough of us in a space to create the demand to make variety, and so when I was watching that show, I, I was happy that it existed, but at the same time, I was upset that if my daughter watches that show, she's gonna think she needs straight hair, she's gonna think that she needs big boobs, she's gonna think that she needs tight clothes, and she's gonna think that she needs a big butt. And lots of makeup in order to be pretty accepted and sell houses and make a lot of money. And the reality is that shouldn't be a thing. But for TV, for ratings, it's a thing. And I think Issa got caught up in the for ratings for people to want to engage. I got to put familiar faces on here that people crave. I got to I gotta touch on all of these different things so people can relate to the show and the reality is you don't the reality is in order to be an excellent creative with content that's diverse and different you have to have a certain level of fuck you I'm going to do it my way and so that is why I give Issa show Insecure a 4.5 because she did majority of the show her way but in the end it did catch up to the point of I don't have enough time to really dissect these characters how I was doing before. I'm going to have to rush some shit. Okay. So, just to recap. So, I gave the season a just the season a 2 out of 5. You gave it a 4.5 out of 5 for the overall season. I gave it a 4 out of 5 for the entire season. So, I'm, I'm going to go and bump it up. So, 
4.5 like you for the entirety of like the show so the show itself I think we both can agree it's like a 4.5 out of 5 but yes. this last season it, for me not for, not speaking for the both of us it left a a lot to be desired but the closest the last, that I got wasn't a season of Insecure I give it 3 okay because I always felt like okay this is it for this episode how dare you make me wait till next Sunday <laughs> to find yeah. out what the fuck happened and then when next Sunday came I'm just like that's not enough yeah. and I think the reason why um, at least my score is so low and somebody's gonna be like they listen to the episode damn great you being hate I'm like no like there aren't too many black shows that can go out the way they want to go out but mm. then you go out that way you know what I mean like we yeah. used to like the Sopranos and Breaking Bads and shows like that. You know, like the motherfuckers get to go out how they want to go out. They go out on top. They come out with whatever fuck they want. And that's why people get into the Greg, is that because we there's not enough of, the, of us in a space to demand that yes, mm-hmm. an all black cast can have their own space movie, or a all Puerto Rican cast can have their own basketball team or a soccer team and let's watch a movie or a show about that there's not enough of us in the space to go ahead and demand a change exactly so obviously that has to change um I guess congratulations to Issa and the entire team for getting through that season um congratulations to everybody who watched it and, and enjoyed it including you know Shannon and I um we, we finally got a show that went out the way it was supposed to they didn't everybody hates Chris that show they didn't mm-hmm. do a Martin on that show. Like, it ended the way that Issa wanted to do it. So, you know, shout out to them. I just feel, in my personal opinion, mine is my opinion. Shans is her opinion. Uh, this has pretty much been our thoughts on Insecure, but we have to answer the question. So, Insecure is over now, Shane. What do you want to watch? Well, funny you ask. Euphoria season starts tomorrow and I'm going to be watching it. I don't know if you watch Euphoria but it's basically Zendaya and you know basically how it started at the beginning at the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. No. At the beginning her dad was really sick I think he got had cancer they had a real good relationship and he started having to take all these pills and so because she was battling grief and depression and her dad finally died is now her single mom and her younger sister and her and she started taking the pills to cope with her grief and she turned into like a pill head then when the pills were no longer in the house because her dad was gone and she finished them she started like stealing her mom's stuff in order to get pills and then this like friend that she has but really he's a dealer of pills a young boy he really doesn't want to sell her the shit because he knows she needs to be doing better but he sells her the shit because he knows if she doesn't do it he doesn't do it she's gonna get it from somewhere else and we all know what happens when pills are cut incorrectly so um she ends up you know i I forgot what you call that basically flatlining a couple of times going to rehab telling her mom that she's not doing it but the whole time she's been back on it and so this is the next season of that and so it really gives you a perspective of all of the relationships that are affected by people um, who use pills and the perspectives whether they're like 
grown up now and they have families but you know their kids don't want nothing to do with them and they have grandchildren that they haven't seen all that shit um but when i tell you the motherfucking soundtracks to the show are fucking amazing it's so good and it shot so well so um i'll be watching that tomorrow but you know i don't know if you watch this but dexter came back on and i can't get into the new season of dexter i, I didn't even bother it's I, I, so I weird it. i couldn't do it It was the same way like a lot of those shows they, they came back after like a long hiatus and i was like i don't care anymore like mr robot yeah. didn't care um dexter when they told me it was coming back i was like it is i thought it was like gonna be like a pick me up of that show like we're gonna get right back into that shit like I answer the question and they're like oh no what we're gonna do is we're gonna revamp this a little bit and I was like nah I don't want it then give me what the fuck I came for if I came in here for weed don't give me coke give me what I know give me what the fuck I know so like you know I will what I'll do is I'm going to you know I think I started watching Euphoria I don't think I finished it I think I had like three episodes to go so I will get into it because I remember like they went to like a school it was like a school dance or something like that yeah um, I, I just remember that I vividly remember that so I have to rewatch that and I'll, I'll skip Sunday so I won't bother with that on Sunday and I'll come back next like week when we talk mm-hmm. I'll tell you how I feel because I'm going to watch that did you um, watch the Mercedes I think that's what the show no that no. shit um, is so good See, and I, I have to get back on my shit with my shows. You know, it's, it's football season, so I, I'm usually watching football, but I'm going to get better at this. I told myself that I'm going to stop watching the trash shows like Married at First Sight and stuff like that and start mm-hmm. watching shows who actually have some stuff. So, uh, just like, started watching. I like artistic uh, that articulate things a certain way. Like, I'm watching this current show called um, Station Eleven. It's on HBO. Mm-hmm. And it's so fucking good. It's so good. I don't even tell you a tip of it. You just need to watch it. It's so good. And what'd you say it was called again? Station Eleven. Okay. I, I will watch that. Um, the only show that I actually have been watching, I'm only two episodes in, but it, it's got my attention, is Mayors of Kingstown. Uh, that has been something I, I've gotten into because I didn't have anything else to watch. I was watching is that like, the FBI. One that- it's that woman and it's like this weird sound. Oh no, that that was that one with like Ryan Felipe. I think his name is Ryan Felipe, whatever. Um, that's the like girl, the whole country. Uh, what's her name? Kingsley or some shit. The girl from Titanic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That oh, was no, good. Talking, oh my god. That what, 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 the, what the hell was that show with Kate Winslet? Right? Um, yeah, I know which one you're talking about. Like, just watch that. I watched, like, the first episode. It was a little bit too it's much good. for me. Um, my thing is, like, I like those gritty shows, but there also has to be, like, everything can't be shot at night. If I'm watching this shit at night, like, give me some, like, give me some daylight. I'm not watching this shit in the dark with the perspective of me being, like, the cameraman. Like, at some point, it has to be day. Like, that, that's a personal issue that I've had with power. Like, I, I don't know what it is about that show in particular where it's always shot in the winter. I was like, yo, like, I, I don't understand why everybody got on, like, you know, goose down coats every fucking year. Like, because it's never been Because is about uh, three things. Somebody has to fuck in this episode. Somebody has to feel like their life is in danger. And we got to show off these outfits. Period. Exactly. Exactly. 
And but then know, it's, I, it's, I just, fair, it's 50 cents, and Queens men always like to show off, so I'm not surprised that 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 is Shane who is leaving that comment. I'm not trying to get shot nine times. <laughs> I'm, going, I'm, I'm going to go and leave that there. Um, okay. I, I will just say um, I, I enjoyed this. I missed half an hour Saturday shows. I, I, I don't miss Wednesdays because I, I do enjoy just doing absolute nothing, you know, absolutely nothing on Wednesdays. But every once in a while, if we do have time, we can do that. But these Saturday shows, I need them to like my little like moment to like talk to a friend and have these like dialogues and conversations so I do miss it I cannot wait to do it again next week and every week from now on um, I don't think my birthday is on a Saturday this year so you don't have to worry about that but this is going to be dope and I hope people are ready for 2022 and all the shit we're going to talk about facts um, I did miss you Greg I felt like we were going through a little separation <laughs> well, th- well it, it was it was I, I, I told uh, Jess, I was like, no, she, she, she got to go and fuck around with a couple other people. She got she to gotta go and explore. She, she got to go and He was giving me a whole card, y'all. Like, Greg was giving me a whole card in podcasting. But um, I it, it's just different. Like, the show that I do with Dungeon is different. The shows that I do with you is different. Um, the shows that I do with, you know, Kiki and Casey for the book is different. Um, mm-hmm. but what's not different is my consistency. I don't yeah. feel like Greg deserves less than Dungeon. I don't feel like my friends deserve less than what I give them on the show. And I'm considerate to everybody's life being different. But at the same time, I think everybody has to understand that there are no fucking rules in podcasting there's nobody red light green lighting you on when you need to do what unless you're on a network and you allow them to have that control which you already know i'm not with but the goal this year for me is to be able to work for myself and so if i get to a point where podcasting these five shows allows me to work for myself this year and that's what the fuck i'm doing because I'm at the point now in real life with my real job where as soon as I fucking clock in, I want my lunch. Like I, the epitome of dealing with people and their stupidity and their um, need to feel like it's always about them and their cattiness and they think I won't find them and stomp their neck. Listen, I am there. And so, um, I am in the middle of looking for different work while still podcasting, but at the same time making space for a man's life so I can give y'all live feedback. And this is motherfucking live stereo. That is Greg. You can find him on Young, Black, and Bothered, okay? On all of your podcast platforms. I am Shan from She Gets a Pod, Cozy Moon Podcast, Live Mouth Stereo, The Real Relationship Report, and So What Page Me on Big. I am in these Twitter streets. I am on Instagram at Chambi Podden. So look for me. Um, Greg, also, our child yeah, is... Not come find me. Listen, our child is growing up. Yeah. Um, what yeah. is happening? Yeah. Like when I yeah. saw her in that chair, I'm just like, oh my god. I was just yeah. talking to Greg about what to expect. 
Yeah, not only is she sitting up in a chair, so I was like, yo, like you, like you wouldn't crawl a few months ago. Oh my now, god. You're walking, you're sitting up, like her hair is like her hair, and it's not, it don't look like a wig. Listen! I'm like, what is going on, man? Like, it's. Um, Fast. And, it, and she quick. Like, nobody tells you kids have, like, they, they don't go from zero to 60, they just go. And she, like, if I if I blink, she's in another room, and I'm like, fuck, like I haven't had a moment. I haven't. <laughs> so, yeah, like, sleep don't happen no more. Like, just now on fumes. Like, the, the reason why is like, you know what they tell you when she naps, you nap. That's yeah. the time that I actually try to get shit done. The That's who I fun. was. That's who I was. My friends have the girls like. We decided to take a nap, so we took a three-hour nap today. I'm just like, girl, how you do that? When they're here, when they're sleeping, or one of them happens to fall asleep, I'm trying to do everything that I can do without exactly. hearing them in the background. I, I went, and I was like, you know what, let me go get some errands done. I went to CVS, and I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to time it. I know she took like a two, like between a two and a half, three-hour nap. So I was like, I'm going to go to CVS. It'll take me like five or ten minutes. It took me 20. I was like, you know what? Let me just go get a large fry from McDonald's. Stood in, you know, sat in line for fucking 15 minutes. And the entire time I'm looking at my watch, like, I know she's gonna wake up at any point, right? I get in the house and I was like, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna go, I'm gonna play Madden for a little bit. You know, I'm gonna play that for like 20 or 30 minutes. And then I'm gonna make my, you know, I'm gonna eat my food. I, I might get on Twitter, look at a couple tweets. And then I'm gonna go lay down and take a quick, like, hour nap. Man, by the time I laid down, she was already up. I said, you know what? Fuck this shit. I, I, I've been up ever since, man. So, um, if you needed any like positive reinforcement for kids, um, just make you some money and get you a nanny. Don't get a babysitter. Get a nanny. That way, when you ready to take a nap, you can take a fucking nap. Because yeah, <laughs> this shit's not pretty. And here, here's the issue. here's the kicker for us. Um, not only with COVID, um, you, you know, you and I had a talk about it a couple months ago about you know when the baby gets sick, like you gotta stay home with them for daycare stuff like that. Well, buddy, you know, COVID is a thing, and Omicron is, you know, a thing as well, right? Yeah. So we were we were in, you know, we were up north for about a week, right? We went up there two days after Christmas, and we were up there until last Saturday. And we're like, we gotta get we gotta get back to town because you know, Greg has to go, you know, and do some work on Friday. Jess has to go and do work on Friday, and then you know, we want the weekend. We don't want to have to drive on the road on the weekend with the snow and stuff like that. And then we have to go to work on Monday. Let me tell you this shit. We get back Thursday, right? The yeah. first thing we find out on Thursday when we get back, just the school is closed for another week, possibly, you know, possibly two, because guess what? COVID. Then yeah. another fucking thing happens. Daycare. Daycare is closed because the fucking people go... They went to um, the Dominican Republic over the holiday, and they're stuck over there because guess what? Of course, they caught COVID. So now I gotta go into the office next week. The wife has to stay home, and when she stays home with the baby, like she has to be on parenting all fucking day as I'm yeah. at work. It's a little bit different when you got both parents there. Like, hey, I'm gonna go take a nap really quick. I'm gonna go run an errand and stuff like that. She gotta entertain the baby for at least eight hours. And even though her work is kind of light, she ain't gotta worry about doing like like me when I'm always at the computer, so she can go and entertain her. That shit entertaining. How can I put it? 
last year this time when you're just entertaining them by like, all right, I'm gonna put her in this chair and she's gonna sit here for two and a half hours. And she doesn't sit still, so it's basically she's at home doing two jobs. You're at work doing one, and then as soon as you come through the door, she's putting her in your face. She's done. Exactly. When, when I when I tell you, I I see Justin's face when she wants me to take her, and <laughs> it, it reminds me of my mom when like when I knew I had done something wrong, and she just <laughs> gives, when every when a mom gives you the look like you better fucking do this shit. I yeah. Do it now, cause I already know she like I don't say she's stressing about it, but it's more so it's like oh like things are supposed to be easier as a parent and you know for, for the new parents like people who have like small children like I say small talking about like the age of my daughter the newborn shit that was easy and I understand now why people want to have their kids go back to daycare school and shit like that so I, I'm wrong and I apologize for what I said last year I said you motherfuckers don't understand like being at home you know if you have your kids it's easier and it is easier because you can keep them safe what's mm-hmm. not easy is entertaining a kid who honestly wants to touch run and be around everything we have like how can i put it we have a safe home but we still have a home that has corners so like our like coffee tables and tables like they're still square and shit like that so they have like i don't say sharp ends but like pointy ends yeah we have to go and like i still get scared at the fact that she might possibly trip um we put her in her playpen like Mm -hmm she goes and she walks around it but then she she is in phase 10 which is like the clingy phase so she'll say up and she'll hold her hands out and god forbid if you look her away and you don't pick her up she has a meltdown and since my kid is since my kid is my kid and my wife's kids as well she does this thing like say for example if we like she goes out the door like if just goes to check the mail or something like that she walks out the front door and Skylar sees her she will go and walk over to the door and I have to go after her to pick her up she does the tantrum now no one no one ever told me what the tantrum is they just said kids have tantrums my kid in particular Shane what she does is dead weight when she she throws herself back no no not even throws herself back she literally falls on the floor she just falls on the floor and you have to try to pick her up by her arms but it's it literally feels like i'm lifting a fucking truck like she all her weight just hits the floor and trying to pick her up because she's still delicate to me so it's like you know trying to pick her up by her arms i don't want to hurt her but i'm trying to pick her up and when she does the flailing of the arms and the, the kicking and shit i'm like oh but you know what's so crazy is- that anya never did that but ari Yo. Depending on how much she likes you and you come by, if you get ready to leave when she was younger, she doesn't do it anymore. She would like start screaming and hollering. I don't care about that. Girl, you're gonna scream and holler and then after ten minutes after they leave, you good money. But my friends who don't have kids, it's like, Oh my gosh, okay, pack her a bag, I'll bring her back tomorrow. They will take her. And that's what would happen. But when it comes to like tantrums and stuff, oh, I'm just gonna look at you. Yeah, just, just like <laughs> anybody who's thinking about having kids, just wait until the pandemic's over. Because this thing I was prepared for, but it, it's hard to prepare when like the, the kid is still in the cute phase, so people want to come in, like have play dates. Can't have play dates because of COVID. Can't have play dates because of this. You also can't go anywhere. And since it's cold outside, Shannon, like, we can't do the simple shit. Like, let's take her to the pool. 
Let's take it to the walk. Let's take it to the playground. Like, when eight inches of snow on the ground, you can't do shit. So you're trying to figure out. I, okay, today, the, the mission was to try to entertain her in like 20 minute intervals before we just said fuck it and let her walk around the house, right? So I, I went, I put her jacket on, I put her in like warm clothes, and I just walked her up and down the hallway. She was so amused by this. This gave me a chance to check my text messages, keep her safe and stuff like that. So then I was like, you know what? Let me take her to the like the little common area where they have like the computers and the chair, like the, the community center, right? Take her to the community center. She is darting the fuck off. When I say like by the time I put her down, she's on the other side of the room. So it's that. Then, you know, she wants to touch things. Guess what? We're in a community room. So I'm going, I have my hand sanitizer, I'm putting it in my hand, rubbing her hand. The moment I do that, she goes to touch something else. I'm like, you know what? Let's go back into the house. We go back into the house. I put her down. She darts off again. And her thing is she likes to pick up shit and throw it. She's a thrower. She's that kid. She don't know she's throwing it. It just it ends up on the floor. So she grabs, like, the KN95 mask we have. Like, we have, like, a bag of them. She grabs the bag, just throws them on the floor. Guess who has to pick them up? Me. Um... Now she has a thing. She looks at outlets. She don't want to touch them. She just looks at them. And she get too close. And me, I'm a like a very like overprotective dad. So I'm like, Skylar, no. And she tells me no. She's like, no, 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 no. I'm like, you know what? Okay, well fuck it then. I I, I just can't win. You put her back in the playpen. She has her arms up. Up. You pick her up. She starts crying. If you put her down, she starts crying. I say, you know what? I'm just put my headphones in. Thank God I got. I have noise uh, isolating or noise canceling headphones. I leave one in at all times, so now I just listen to podcasts and I just entertain her. That's the only way I get through. So now you know why. Next week, who live up north, move down south, and then have kids? Because even though it's cold, like the girls spent all day today in their pajamas, just chilling in the living room. Mm-hmm. But they have a backyard that I can throw them in. <laughs> and well. If they need to go to the park, we could go to the park, but I just have to bundle them up. But it's just like, there's never enough space up north unless you're wealthy and you have a big enough house and and options for your kids for you to be like, you start to feel guilty as a parent up north of having kids up in the house. And because she's moving around, it just seems like okay. I have to. I have to figure out something. I have to create something. So, yeah. Well, well, well put a pin in next week because we're gonna talk about the, the the updates of the house hunt and shit like that. Mm-hmm. I'll do that for like pre roll and stuff. We'll, we'll talk about that. Um, but obviously, guys, thank you for listening live. Um, ah. Again, Shane, thank you for not cheating on me with all the other podcasts in the world. Just a few, but it's okay. I'll live. Um, you guys have been listening to Loudmouth. Uh, you know, Shan usually makes the exit, uh, but it, it is up to her. She wants to do. This is a stereo, y'all. We clearly um, tried to pull this out earlier, but I had to ask about my wig babies. And um, we appreciate you guys for checking out another episode. This whole episode will be posted next week on Loudmouth Stereo podcast find it on your podcast platforms and listen to some episodes you'll be entertained if you spoke or replayed a message it will be on the show we appreciate you and we will catch you next saturday at 9 30 peace Absolutely. peace y'all